Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Uh, good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. We're back in full strength. Uh, welcome Stu back to the show. He came back once before, but he's had a back issue, and now he's good to go. And yeah. he's, he's with us this morning, because we got Stu, we got... Rick Kearney, we got Nancy Stewart, and we got Jonathan over there in the control area, and uh, we're ready to do our show. Help you avoid being ripped off by a car dealer. You heard the disclaimer at the beginning of the show that the radio station disavows any responsibility for my big mouth and the rest of us on the show and our callers. They say guests not responsible for what we say. Well, I tell you what we say is true, and. Uh, I accept full responsibility for the truth. Uh, you can't be sued. You know, libel and slander, the greatest defense, perfect defense, any lawyer will tell you, is the truth. So we talk about car dealers. We talk about uh, service departments. Uh, we talk about um, actually do a mystery shopping report where we uh, secretly go into a car dealership. We were in Georgia uh, <coughs> this week. We go in other states, mainly Florida. And we tell you exactly what happens. It's, uh, it's a real-life experience to help you arm yourself uh, when you go in to lease or buy or maintain or repair your car. And uh, I don't want to forget Rick Kearney. I mentioned his name, but I, I want you to know that I think if you looked at the time of the show and the questions, uh, I think that the service and, and maintenance uh, may be even equal the sales uh, experience. It's, a, it's something that um, not only do you have to worry about disreputable dealers and, and uh, independent service departments, uh, but uh, you, you, our cars are very complicated today, even though they don't require as much maintenance, and they're actually quality-wise quite good compared to the 20, 30 years ago, uh, they're complicated. And uh, a lot of our issues with vehicles today is the manufacturers are jumping into this technology and they're building the cars high-tech, but they're not informing the owners of the how to operate the cars. And I, we see this at our dealership out of uh, full transparency. Uh, we have a car dealership, a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, Florida, and we operate that today. So, you know, we're kind of uh, we're attacking and criticizing car dealers, and we are a car dealer. So we got... We, we're, we're trying to uh, uh, let you know that this is not an infomercial. We're not here trying to sell you cars or Toyotas or anything like that. Uh, uh, this is a consumer advocacy show, pure and simple. Uh, we tell it like it is. And uh, the retail automobile business, as I've said on this show many times, is in the, I, I, sometimes I say 20th century. I think it might go back to the 19th century because it's it's like horse trading. It's uh, uh, where else do you go in to buy a product 
and you have to haggle and hassle. And uh, not to mention the subterfuge. I mean, haggle and hassle is one thing. Horse trading was kind of like above board. You had to you had to haggle and hassle, but no one was sneaking in uh, horse fees. <laughs> we have dealer fees. We have hidden fees. But uh, uh, horse trading was 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 far more above board than what what you go through when you buy a car. So listen carefully. Our callers, by the way, probably are. The most important part of the show, not probably they are. Texters, callers, uh, communicators through Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we're streaming. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we had more people listening to us and watching us uh, than on the radio. I mean, we are, we are uh, uh, streaming uh, on YouTube. It's youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. But our favorite way to communicate with you folks out there is uh, the the old-fashioned telephone. And that number, if you don't already have it, if you wouldn't mind jotting it down, if you can, safely, 877-960-9960. I'm Nancy Stewart, my co-host, been with me for 20 years on this show. Uh, not this particular show. We start out at half an hour at a different radio station. Now we're up to two hours. Um, she um, is going to talk to you from a female point of view. Uh, half of our listeners are ladies. And uh, it didn't used to be that way. It used to be all men. And then Nancy was able to... Um, attract the ladies to the show. In fact, we offer a special incentive that she'll tell you about in just a minute uh, if you're a first-time lady caller. It's, it's, pretty, uh, it's almost too good to be true, but it is true. Uh, we really have a powerful incentive if you're a woman and you have not called the show before, and Nancy will tell you about that shortly. Now, uh, we have a text number. I give this out. We used to get a lot of texts. Um, I think I think uh, the texts are good because we don't have to get to it right away. I mean, uh, if we get bombarded with phone calls or whatever, uh, we can go back and pick up the text. And we try to clean up the text toward the end of the show. Uh, Stu is watching the texts that come in. That text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. You know, if you text us and you can't stay and wait, if we don't answer it as quickly as you like, you can go to our podcast, and our podcast is available. Um, it's uh, EarlandCars.com, our blog, um, and um, you can check a podcast of any show. Go back and listen to your conversation or hear your text read. That text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, my favorite one, I don't know why, I like the anonymousfeedback.com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. I, I keep hoping that someone will say something that uh, is earth-shattering. <laughs> something that, that uh, hurts they real bad. They wouldn't say in person, <laughs> but we, most of our Your Anonymous Feedbacks are just straight messages. Uh, we used to be attacked more, I think. I... Uh, I'm not begging you to attack us. I'm just saying if it's the truth in your mind and you have something, you just 
or afraid it'll hurt our feelings or uh, I don't know what you'd be afraid of, but try it. Your Y-O-U-R anonymous, A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback.com. And we cannot determine who you are, where you are. Um, you know, you, you, you have total anonymity. You know, there's a lot of anonymous uh, uh, inputs. I mean, the police have a line. Uh, the media has a line. Uh, I don't know why we don't get more your anonymous feedbacks. We used to. People don't like rats. Yeah. No one wants to be a rat. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I know that. And <laughs> so uh, I'm going to introduce Nancy Stewart, and uh, she's going to tell you about our special offer for you ladies out there, if you haven't called the show before, and she will give you her viewpoint on buying cars and surfacing and maintaining cars from a female perspective. Let's face it, men are different than women, right? They think differently, they act differently. Uh, there's a lot of similarities, probably more similarities than differences, but there is a difference. So, Nancy, the mic is yours. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another wonderful, great, entertaining, educated show. We enjoy your company. Ladies, I want to take a moment and uh, just to let you know that you've been instrumental in getting us to where we are today. And uh, I don't take that for granted, nor anyone here in this studio. And we appreciate your help and how you have moved us in the right direction on Earl Stewart on cars. Uh, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. $50 for the first two new lady callers. You heard her right. That is real money. Nancy will send you a check. There's no strings. I mean, there's so much stuff on advertising today where there's a fine, there's no fine print here. If you haven't called the show before and you're female, we're going to send you 50 bucks. The first two callers. I mean, it sounds too good to be true, but it is true. Also, um, <clears throat> I just want to let you know, uh, if you don't know it, um, ladies, uh, uh, women represent a huge opportunity for the auto industry. And uh, it would be a financial disaster for them to ignore it. Uh, share your experience with us. Uh, did you negotiate this past week? Uh, did you have your car serviced? Uh, you could just call and say hello. 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and as Earl said, don't forget your anonymous feedback. We love your anonymous feedback. It's uh, exciting, exhilarating, and uh, it really adds to the show. Uh, we have uh, the uh, Spy Master General in the studio, as Earl mentioned. Stu is right here with us, and uh, we appreciate his company. And uh, it is definitely a long show for him in the condition that he's in, but he's here this morning, and we really appreciate it. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. We're going to go straight to the phones. We're going to talk to John in Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. I have a question for Rick. We know how important it is, especially if you live on the ocean in Florida or waxing your car. What is Rick's opinion of ceramic wax? Does he use it on his own car, or does he recommend a certain brand? I have tried it a time or two. Um, I think it's fantastic. It does take a lot more work. You know, you really got to 
buff it in properly. Uh, but I think it's well worth it. Is it expensive? More expensive? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ceramic wax is is a bit more expensive, but it it does work better. Yes. Okay. Now, question for uh, Earl: I have a car for you to buy. Uh, the plant is closed right now. They're gearing up for late 2023. It's the fastest Corvette that's ever made. Ooh. It's called an E-Ray. Okay. It's a hybrid gas electric, and the uh, 6.2 liter V8 uh, powers the black wheel, the rear wheels. They're very large tires, by the way. It goes zero to 60 in 2.5 seconds. Not uh, fast that enough. Beat the Tesla? Uh, nope. No, Tesla's okay. 1.9 seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Then the second one, this is a Corvette, which will probably be, I mean, it's crazy. The price, I think, is 106000 for it. Uh, the MSRP. Then it doesn't end there. Mustang in 2024 is coming out. They call it a dark horse. Mm. Okay, it's a blackton car. Uh, it's a uh, uh, gas-powered V8. It's the most powerful uh, Mustang outside of the Shelby that was ever built. 500 horsepower. Mm. Unbelievable. Wow. So um, it's going to uh, cancel out all those Mach-E's. Right. Well, the gasoline engines are still here, and that's a proof of one with high 500 horsepower. I have no idea what the MSRP is, but it's not going to be cheap. Well, I, I eat those Corvettes for, for dinner with my Tesla, so that's right. it's just uh, Silently. not even close. Silently. <laughs> like the and breeze. Tesla's coming out with a super plaid. Uh, it, oh God! It, and uh, it, I, I can't need. imagine what that would be. I, I'm afraid to drive my plaid. I, I, if it was any faster, I'd have to uh, hire a professional driver. Get a helmet. It look. It looks like they're all going crazy with this horsepower race and yeah. fast. Uh, uh, you know, zero to sixty. It's it's out of sight. I mean, that, they stopped that in the '80s, if you remember, with the horsepower race, mm -hmm. and the EPA was after them. But now they have like that. Uh, the regular Mustang that's going to be two or two four yeah. is only a four cylinder, and that's pretty good in itself. That has uh, uh, a four hundred, I think eight, no three hundred fifteen horsepower, which is like adequate enough. But this dark horse sounds like a winner, five hundred horsepower. Yeah, man. Well, John, it's only old guy, it's only old guys like us that really love that. I, you know, I I think the modern generation, the you know the uh, Gen X, Gen Y, or the, the younger folks are, you know, they they look at. Uh, we used to buy cars, uh, you know, when you were a kid and I was a kid. I mean, the faster the better. Uh, it was a fun car. It was a, it was really a, a big part of our lives. Today it's just gets you from point A to point B. I I think the excitement is being lost in a lot of our cars today. I agree with you, but speaking of the old times, like Earl and myself, a good wax in the old days, and Earl remembers it well, you had to go, I think, some of the dealers like Cadillac sold it, was Blue Coral. Oh, yeah. It was a cleaner, liquid yeah. cleaner, yeah. and then it was a solid um, pot, uh, 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 sealer mm -hmm. that you put on. Yeah. That, that, that was a, probably the best in its days. It was called Blue Coral. And I it was, did a, a good job. But thank God we have these ceramic waxes because everybody, every major company makes the ceramic waxes. You go to the auto store and you see it in all brands. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good stuff. It's expensive, but uh, Rick says it's worth it. So, Well, 
keep those cars waxed. That's very important, especially in South Florida. Thank you. Said, well, you got that right, Jillian. I looked this I, up. I'm sorry. Living in Pittsburgh, um, on every Saturday, you could see everyone waxing, well, washing and waxing their car. <laughs> it was even important then because it serves as such a protection. He said that the ceramic uh, wax, it works because um, it protects against uh, uh, UV rays, uh, contaminants, and harsh detergents better than regular wax. Oh. Stu, uh, do you have any idea how long that ceramic wax lasts? Um, it does say, it says it lasts longer and has a higher durability. I didn't get into all the details, but it sounds like it lasts long, longer than like a regular, regular wax. wax? Better Rick, than Caranuba. <laughs> I would say six months at the least. It does? Even though you're washing your car every week? Yep. Ah, well worth it, most definitely. Thank you, John. You're uh, quite welcome. Have a great weekend. Thank you for all the information you share with us. Our number here is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, you can go to Earl on Cars and get all the information you need about Earl's Vigilantes, and you can get yourself a hat. Right there. Uh, it is quite a nice hat, and uh, Stu is responsible for putting that together, and uh, I love that hat. It's my brother's dog. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm finally admitting that. <laughs> That's Mara. <laughs> is it really yeah. oh, great um so uh at any rate we're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to mia from lake worth uh she's a uh first time caller i believe good morning mia mimi it's mimi hi hi mimi hi i have a question good morning uh great to talk to you hey, mimi. i have a question about about uh i was told by my dealer I went in for a recall, and he told me that um, when Acres Ford that I need rear brakes now, brake pads, and resurfacing the two pads, uh, and it's... two new rotors and two new rotors. Hmm. So normally, how, how do I even tell it? <laughs> yes, I think she probably went resurfacing rotors. Yeah, normally uh, they'll either resurface your rotors or replace them. Uh, if the rotors need to be replaced, I would ask them why. Uh, how many miles do you have in your car? Oh, I'm driving right now. 45,285. And what type of car is A Ford Edge, a 2017 SUV. Okay, so the rear pads could be worn down enough that it's time to replace the rear pads. Uh, but those rear rotors, you should be able to have them resurfaced. The, I don't think they should need to have to replace them, not at this point in time. I would ask them okay. why they want to replace them instead of simply resurfacing them, which is actually we put them on a machine and we actually grind the surface of the rotor down to be perfect, smooth, and true again. And this oh. can be done usually two or three times on a rotor. So it saves you from having to replace the rotor. Okay, so then my question, why two new, rotor, why two new rotors? Why replace them? Right. Okay. I get a second opinion, Mimi. Don't, if, 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 if one service department tells you something that doesn't sound quite right, 
And even if they do, it sounds great, right? It's always a good idea to get another uh, opinion. First of all, you probably save money on the cost, and you might find out, as Rick says, you don't need the rotors replaced. You could just resurface. So uh, always get a second opinion on an expensive Or just by ask, asking that question to the uh, service advisor there, they'll probably stop trying to pull anything over if you sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. You yep. said, isn't it an option to resurface them? And if they say, well, yeah, you could do that, well, then there you go. Okay. Okay. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, one more thing: Should I be able to tell that I need rear brakes by some some way that the car is acting, or no? Well, when the brakes get really low enough, you you might hear this little squealing sound when you step on the brake. Uh, that's a little tab that they put on there. It's called a, a we call it a squealer, and basically, it when it gets low enough, that tab will rub against the rotor. To make that sound and let you know, hey, your brakes are worn out. It's time to replace them. Yeah, I don't hear anything. Okay. Okay. Mimi? Well, thank you very much. I, yes. This is Nancy Stewart. You are a first-time caller, correct? Yes, I am. I never get up this early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, <clears throat> Mimi, if you stay on the line, you can talk to Jeremy in the control room. He'll get your contact information from you. That is the only way I can get you a check. I write the check and I mail the check, but without the contact information, you get nothing. So if you'd like to have your $50, you can follow through with that. And also I wanna add to what Stu said about, you know, just not knowing how to take an engine apart. But if you walk into the service department, boy, you can really trick these guys. All you got to know is just to, you know, look it up before you go in. Throw a few words around, you know, that'll <laughs> make it sound like as if that you can take an engine apart. And uh, oh, wow. it'll take you a long way. Good luck. Yes. And, yes thank uh, you very much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. God bless you. And I will listen to your show when I wake up more often. <laughs> thank right, you so it's, much. <clears throat> go to bed earlier on Friday. okay thanks thanks a lot have Have a great weekend thank you mimi uh we're going to go to richard in west palm beach and uh welcome richard how are you hey richard Richard, you there yeah i'm here how you doing good Good. morning good morning good morning i have a 2018 mercedes e-class and about Six months ago, I stopped getting CarPlay, so I, I, you know, I didn't have the time. So I finally called up Apple, and they said my um, software on my car is not up to date. So I called Mercedes, and they want three hundred and eighty-five dollars just to put the car on the computer. Oh, well, that was the dealership, right? Not yeah. Okay, that's not right. They're proud of those Mercedes. <laughs> I'd call another dealership. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get myself three estimates. <laughs> well, well, what happened was I didn't get a recall on uh, my backup light or something. So if I take it in, it's already on the computer, correct? Mm. That's going to depend on what the recall is <clears throat> as to whether or not they need to connect the scan tool to do the recall. Uh, they may try to pull a fast one on you there. 
I would I would ask them what that recall is specifically and say, hey, while you're at it, can you please check for this and try to get them to cut that price down for that. And if they don't want to do it, go to another Mercedes dealer. They're the only ones that can update my computer, correct? Mercedes is, right. Yes. Yeah, okay. A Mercedes dealership. But you can go to any Mercedes dealership. For, I mean, right. just for example, dealerships choose what they charge for a diagnostic uh, operation if they don't know what's going on. Some, you know, something's very complicated and involves a lot of time. There's usually a charge, but in some cases, um, a simple thing like I think plugging in a computer doesn't require a whole lot of time. So I think you're more likely to find an, uh, a dealership that has a more reasonable diagnostic fee or, or a hookup to the computer fee, whatever they're going to call it. Or maybe some dealer, uh, another dealer won't charge at all. Where are you located, uh, roughly? In what area? West Beach. West Palm Beach? Yeah. Um, well, there's a, um, there's a Mercedes dealership up in North Palm. Um, just, I just That's get on. Oh, North Palm, don't That's go there. The <laughs> you have to go to Delray. He owns the one, one in West Palm, too. So if you want another dealer, you have to go to Delray. Right. Okay, that's that's right. by they own that one, too. Oh, yeah. They own the one in Delray. Wow. That's called a monopoly. Hmm. <laughs> uh, any other suggestions? Um, maybe going online and looking at a Mercedes owner's forum about the, uh, for that topic, and you might find some other Mercedes owners that went through the same situation and found a, a favorable outcome for themselves. Um, that's the first thing that pops to my mind. Or you could get uh, go on the phone and just call Mercedes dealers out of the market. Uh, you know, if it, once, a, once a dealer knows you're shopping around and comparing price, uh, you can usually accept some sort of an adjustment in the price. Uh, but uh, I know you don't want to drive to Tallahassee or, or uh, Orlando, but if you were to make some calls to areas like that and you find out there's a Mercedes dealer that do it for half what the local dealer is charging you, then that gives you a pretty strong argument to get them to... You, you know, Richard, um, or yeah. Stu just mentioned something that was really important, and that was about uh, these forums. Rick talks about that every week, and it's amazing the knowledge that you can gain by going to uh, your Mercedes uh, forum. These people share so many stories, the good, the bad, the ugly, and it really is an advantage for what you're looking for, and it, it kind of helps you uh, to... Uh, decide uh, whether or not you want to go to another dealership and you know uh, they're not reinventing the wheel uh, by updating you it, 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 it this, 380 did you say dollars that's ridiculous 385 and 385 dollars that's ridiculous i really think I that you know if there is a fee it should be a small fee or no fee at all and that's my thoughts rick there is a potential uh that an independent shop that specializes in Mercedes may be able to do that update for you. Um, they may have the capability to access that through outside software. But you guys can't do it. No, Toyota, I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't have that sort of software. Yeah, they wanted 385 plus. Yeah. Richard, there's a... Um, there's a bill before you know going before the Florida legislature now. It's called a right to repair bill, and um, it's being introduced. It's, it tr they tried once once before, and it, a lot of the states are starting to do that. What that means is that the um, 
the independent repair shops would have uh, access to software, special tools, training, anything that a Mercedes dealer or any any dealer uh, would have, uh, the independent shop. So that would mean more competition. In other words, the bottom line is you'd probably find someone, an independent or even dealers, because that would bring the whole level of pricing down. So if you want to uh, uh, start talking that up, the uh, right to repair, right to equitable and professional auto industry repair act and it's being introduced in the Florida legislature right now. Um, if you uh, want to look into that and try to support it. Um, I just found something online, and uh, like the disclaimer said at the beginning of the show, I, I, can't, vouch, I can't, <laughs> can't vouch for the validity of it, but it looks like there's a product out here. It's called um, M Mercedes Navigation Update, mbnavupdate.com, and they, their whole thing is that it costs over $300 to um, update your Mercedes. So you can select um, your model here, and it looks like it costs between $129 and $219. Um, Give them the link uh, if we can write it down. Yeah, write this down. Um, <clears throat> check it out. <clears throat> it's M as in Mercedes, Wait. B as in Benz. Wait, whoa, whoa, slow down. Sure. Okay, got it. Okay, it's M as in Mercedes, B as in Benz, N as in Nancy, A, V as in Victor, update.com. So it's mbnavupdate.com. Stands for Mercedes Navigation Update. Well, that's great. Got it. So Got apparently it. Yeah. the their update fees are notorious enough to start a cottage industry. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's the other one? Where, where do I catch the forum? Oh, I would just just Google. Um, you just that's how you start. You, you would just Google uh, Mercedes update fee uh, discussion and just and just look on the results page, and um, you'll you'll wander into those things. They'll just they'll pop up all over. Yeah, the put place. in your particular year, make a model, yeah. and then uh, and just say forum. Uh, you'll be surprised. You'll have more information than you know what to do with, and you just kind of sift through it and find the best. Uh, you know, informing uh, forum that you come across, you'll be surprised. There's, there's almost anything you want to know you can find on Google these days. Yeah, that's for sure. What happens if I call Mercedes-Benz in North America and complain? Well, it's worthwhile. They, you know, they, they're they not going to badmouth a dealer to you, but they might uh, give them a call privately and say, oh. Or you they'll know, just you, refer them back to the dealer. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it, 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 it's not going to hurt to let Mercedes know what you're doing. Yeah. They, they don't like dealers that do that, but they won't tell you that. They'll tell the dealer indirectly, but it's a good idea. Right. I was the guy I called him before that had went to Napleton and got half, half synthetic oil and yes. half motor right. oil. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, I'm still horsing around with them. <laughs> about it they want to know they want to know what i want to, yeah. to quiet me down what should i tell them i don't know it sounds like the world is your oyster now <laughs> you got you're in the catbird seat um well i told them i wanted originally i told them i wanted them to take the car back but that's not uh well that scares them and then yeah that's a good idea you, you hit them hit them high and hard and then and come down a little bit well then they keep asking me well what do you really want Hmm. And I don't know what to tell them. Well, think about that for you. Meditate on that, and, and I'm sure you'll come up with something. <laughs> okay. All right, great. It was a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank okay, you. Richard. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Richard. Stay in touch. Okay.
Uh, Earl, I have a question for you about this uh, right to repair bill that's um, been, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, reintroduced. Yeah. Uh, what are the chances of uh, anything happening on this, this moving uh, forward? And how long has it been since it was introduced? Well, it's, uh, it, sadly, the odds are, are slim. It's the um, automobile dealers and the manufacturers are united against this. So uh, they have some powerful lobbying uh, pressures on all the, uh, you know, the senators and the, and the congressmen and the whole legislature. So it's very difficult to get something into law that is going to hurt car dealers. Car dealers got a lot of money. Manufacturers got a lot of money. And when they're together, uh, it's almost impossible to get something passed. Rick? And this isn't just car dealers either. This actually started with uh, farmers fighting against John Deere and other big equipment manufacturers because the most farmers have to repair their equipment in the field themselves. Mm -hmm. If it breaks, it's sitting still. You can't just tow it off to the dealer very easily. So they want to repair it and get it back in action to keep working. And John Deere says, well... We're not telling you how to fix your tractor yourself. You got to bring it to us to fix it. It's like that's insane. So okay. that's where that all got started. It's and no doubt building this, out. This no doubt this affects your income huh. and uh, whether or not you're servicing, you know, ten cars, uh, trucks, uh, whatever a day, and whether you service five. Absolutely. So it has a big impact. Okay, folks, our number here is 877-960-9960. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, your anonymous feedback, take advantage of it, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Uh, I believe that uh, we're done for some with some phone calls for a while, so yeah. we'll go to other yeah. Stu. Sure, oh, we'll Rick. go to Anne-Marie's text. I missed Anne-Marie. Oh, <laughs> uh, good morning, Anne-Marie. Um, Anne-Marie says, good morning. Uh, what are the most unpopular features on new cars? Uh, my nominations are, one, the automatic stop-start feature. Well, you stole my idea, Anne-Marie. Um, and two, touchscreens that have replaced the buttons and dials that we used to adjust radio and air conditioning. Now, uh, she has a warning, editorial consumer comments ahead. Uh, one, there, there are a lot... There are a lot less annoying ways to minimize the burning of fossil fuels than the stop-start feature, like hybrids and EVs. And two, I don't want to have to take my eyes off the road just to turn down the volume, turn the volume down or adjust the temperature. What features do you get the most complaints about? Thank you. Um, well, right off the bat, um, aside for you know glitches and things that go wrong with cars, the actual features that were intentional, the stop-start feature I think ranks as number one that I get and so and also it's a personal annoyance to me as well and I do turn it off whenever I can remember to do that but whenever you start the car again you're back on the on the thing I don't know what's your what's your pet peeves guys I think anything that uh, I think agree with Anne Marie anything that makes you take your eyes off the road uh, about the only thing I can think of uh, is voice recognition a good accurate voice recognition uh, where you could just speak a command and, and yeah. You know, turn on your windshield wipers, uh, you know, lower the volume of the radio, um, 
voice recognition is pretty good, but it's not perfect. Yeah, it doesn't cover all those features yet, but it's get, it's getting there. Yeah, because I know you can. Um, we have Alexa in cars now, and we have Siri in cars, so you can start talking to it. But they also have limited features. I've noticed that a lot of the things that Siri can do when you're just you know standing there with your phone, yeah. it knows you're driving, and it says you know it won't look up things on on the internet for you. Yeah, the touch screen <laughs> is is again you're taking your eyes off the road. It's really amazing. Uh, with any car, I mean, if anybody was being honest, the operator of the car cannot possibly drive the car and yeah. adjust the air conditioning, change the radio, uh, uh, put the windows up or down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you're taking, you're distracting yourself yeah. to do any of that. So My best tips, and I hopefully most cars have this, and I don't, I honestly don't know if they do. Uh, Rick probably sees more car other than Toyota than I see, but getting familiar with the steering wheel controls, because um, you can pretty much hit those with your thumbs. When you memorize, uh, it's better than looking at a touch screen. I agree. Don't better, you have to it's agree? It's better, but yeah. it's still, you know, I, I on my Tesla, it's, it's, it's really ridiculous, because I have a yoke, and uh, oh, I, yeah. have, I have a whole bunch of controls <laughs> on this side. That's, That's why you grimaced. My turn signal, so uh, maybe it's my dyslexia, but if I'm, if I'm turning, I can't, I, I can't find it's, it's not, the control, No, it's not so. dyslexia. I, th- I think that's. I think in the future you're going to find yeah. the yoke not on future Tesla models. Yeah. I bet you they're they're going to go back to it or something else because you really can't do steering wheel controls on a rectangle. Yeah. Okay. You, you know we have some we have some uh, great new features uh, that we just love, and there's some. Uh, features these new features that have you wishing uh, that uh, they would would have stayed with the old features of the older cars uh, one of the great features that I think uh, is beneficial is uh, the high beam headlights that automatically turn on can you imagine they turn on and off when needed also I love the idea that uh, your PSI uh, on your tires um, there's an indicator now it's another new feature that'll let you know that it one of your tires need air so like I said uh, there's a lot of good features and a lot of features that make you wish that they would have stayed with the old features you can take a look in consumer report and uh, you could read all about new car features we love and some we don't Rick my vote for the worst new feature is the parking brake, the electronic parking brake, connected to the door pin switch. What is that? When you open the door, your rear brakes lock up. And as a mechanic, when I'm driving your car onto my lift, I I open the door door so I can look out and watch the tire so I don't hit the lift, which can pop a tire. Can you disable that? Only if you come to a stop, open the door, Reach down and hold the pin switch closed with your hand. Oh, it makes it thinks the door's closed. So it thinks the door's closed. Then I can look out to watch it go while I'm going on. Okay, does Toyota know about so all this you problem? mechanics out there, that's... Uh... That's our trick. <laughs> hey, uh, the other one wait, is... Wait, have you, does Toyota know that this is a horrible, yeah, un- very unsafe they thing? They don't for care our, because they consider it more of a safety feature for the car because what they found was... Especially with the new yes, push I, button start, if people have it and in the gear, easy yeah. shifters, people were leaving their cars in drive, Open getting it. out of the car, right. and yeah. the car would start going. Right. So they connected the parking brake 
right. to the driver's side door. So they decided to sacrifice our technicians. You know, and <laughs> Exactly. And the other one is when you put the car in park, the rear parking brake engages and locks on as well. Yeah, I've seen that. And a lot of people were immediately like, whoa, what is that noise? I shut my, I put my car in park and I hear this, and that was the electric motors engaging the those rear parking brakes. Yeah, very interesting. We could do a whole show on this, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, pick up that uh, uh, subscription of uh, uh, Consumer Report. That's February. You can read all about it. We're going to get back to the phones. And uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Stu, did I uh, cut you off? With Not you? at all. We're all caught up. Okay. Uh, we really went on there for a moment. I could see it in Earl's eyes. He says, come on, guys, let's move it. <laughs> he hates brakes. Just in case none of you know it out there, Earl Stewart keeps us where we're supposed to be. Hmm. Sometimes. And then there's Nancy Stewart, who will cut you short on the phone. I apologize ahead of time. Anyway, we're going to go to Helen, who's calling us from Boca. She's a first-time caller. Henry, Marty, we'll be right with you. We're going to make these calls short. Good morning, Helen, and welcome. Hi. And congratulations for being a first-time caller. Hi. I didn't even know about this until I just turned on my radio today when I got into my car. You have a nice um, surprise. Yeah, I had a nice surprise. I wish I had you a few years ago because I had a really big problem with a Mercedes. Uh, I'll tell you. Helen, before you go on, stay on the line when you're finished, and you can talk to Jeremy in the control room, and you can give him your information. That's the only way I can get you a check. I need your your contact information so I can send you that check. Okay. Okay. What is your call in regards to? Well, it's, a, it's in regards to a, a 2014 Mercedes, and I was just wondering if you guys know how long you have to do a recall, because I leave the country periodically. I was married to a British person, and he passed away, sadly, and um, I live in Boca Raton also, so I go back and forth, and I keep missing, you know, a long time has passed since I had this um, letter about a, um, a recall, and I think it has something to do with the, the bags, you know, your earbags. Rick, but can you help, you know Helen? Any, yeah, yes. Any, any yes. Go ahead. Um, there are a couple different versions of what are called recalls. If it is what is known as a federally mandated safety recall on your car, it has no expiration date whatsoever. You, it is your your opportunity, but also your obligation to get the car in when you can to have that recall performed. But if it takes you six months or a year to get that done, that's fine. It will never expire. They must always be able to perform that recall. Well, she can find out at safercar.gov, right? Yes. Um, okay. And basically on that website, you would simply type in your VIN, the vehicle identification number. That'll be on your insurance card, by the way, so it's very easy to find that number. Yeah, that's what they asked me for, and I didn't have it right away. So I have to get back yep. to them. The and VIN number is very important, I guess. Yeah. Hey, you type that number in, and it will tell you what recalls your car's uh, is obligated to do. And not only must they take care of it, if they have to get parts ordered, they are required to supply you with a loaner vehicle 
while your car is being repaired. You tell them, I don't feel safe driving this car because of this recall. I want a loaner vehicle. You do not pay for the car. You pay for the gas that you use while you're driving it, but you don't pay for the car. You don't pay the insurance or anything else on it. And you use that car until your car is ready. Rick, thanks so much for helping Helen this morning. Helen, I hope that that information is going to help you. And uh, as Earl said, safercar.gov is really an advantage for you. You sound like an educated consumer. Congratulations on... I have one more question. I have one more question if I could. Okay. Okay. I had one of those things under my seat that you can crash your windshield with if you go into... A bad scene, like in a, into water or something. A little yes. hammer tool. Yeah, I had the tool under my seat. I just want to tell everybody that if you have this thing in your car, be very careful where you put it, because it ended up lodging under my my driver's seat, and it and it um, interfered with my um, with my seat controls. You know, I mean, it, it was stuck in there, and I had to pull it and pull it and pull it, and now it's made my seat that. It's compromised. It won't go all the way back now. Oh. And, and when I press the button, it kind of goes sideways a little bit. And, oh. and, a, and a, a guy, a technician man, he might know that it's probably off a track or something. And I just want to know uh, who would, who is, who could I do out of not use the dealer? I'm asking you guys that who could, who could I go to to get this service? I would look online for an independent shop that deals with Mercedes. Uh, check them out to make sure that they're properly rated and talk to them about it. Uh, I'm sure they'll be able to fix that for you. But, yeah, it's a very dangerous thing to have anything stored underneath either of the front seats because of the moving parts involved in them. Yeah, I don't think I stored it there, but it ended up there. That's what I'm saying to people. Be careful what is on the floor because sometimes it goes places you don't want it to be. Absolutely. And that's what happened to me, and it's a very strong piece of equipment as you know because it's strong enough to bang the window out yeah it can save your life helen thanks for pointing that out to us helen have you gone to uh, any of the forums uh to uh, share your story and get others uh, no i'm going to do that okay that's a that's a i know i know you i know you're i know you're um close on time and you're you're careful on time but i'm going to call you back another day because i got to tell you a story about what happened to me with delray beach uh mercedes and my, my, my liquids went into your know, technician where his eyes will roll. My water from my, from my radiator and my transmission fluid went into each other. Mm. And it ruined the transmission. Yep. And wow. I had, Mercedes agreed to pay, and Delray made, they, they agreed to pay half of the cost. They, they inflated the bill to 10000 Wow. And Mercedes gave me five thousand, but you can you can imagine what I had to pay. Absolutely, so Helen. I'd you'd love to tell you about another time. Yeah. Yeah, Helen, you have so much to share with us. Please give us a call yeah. again next week. We have I a will. lot to talk I about. I will. I have about five calls backed up. Yep. No, thank you. I just wanted to say that little bit. Thank Th- you. Thank you for everything. You shared a lot with us. Remember, stay on the line and share that contact information. Have a wonderful weekend. We're going to go to Henry in Jupiter, and we will be talking later to Marty, Marty, and Marty. <laughs> so, <laughs> good morning, Henry. Yeah, three Martys. <laughs> good morning, Henry. Henry, are you good there? Morning. I- 
Yeah, I'm here. I just uh, I wanted to make a quick point about what you talked about uh, a minute ago about the uh, tire uh, indicator on Toyota slash Lexus. Mm-hmm. Just something that surprised me when I bought my 2015 Lexus is that it tells you that the tires are low, but it doesn't tell you which tire. So mm-hmm. that's a bit of a frustration. Each yes. time the cold weather comes in, we have to, you know, play roundabout to figure out which tire it may be. And you can talk about that in a second. But also my second question, and I'll let you go on, was the uh, push-button start. Years ago, when you wanted to run the accessories or just listen to the radio, yeah. it was quite obvious how that worked. But with the push button, it's a bit confusing. So maybe you want to talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, that's very simple. If you want to start the engine to normally drive the car, you step on the brake pedal, push the button, the engine will start. If all you want to do is turn on just the ignition to the accessory position, you simply keep your foot off the brake push the button once, and if you want full ignition on to have all the power to everything, push the button a second time, just once, twice, and it will be just like turning the key to the on position, but the engine will not start. Now, bear in mind, don't do this for very too long of a time, you know, 10, 15 minutes maximum, because you don't want to wear down the battery. Got that, Henry? Okay. I think he might have gone already. Yeah. This, you know, this goes to what I said earlier about complication. And I'm sure all that information you just shared with Henry is in the owner's manual. The owner's manual looks like a unabridged dictionary. I mean, that's how big it is. And it's just very, very awkward. I, there's got to be a better way uh, to uh, inform the owners of vehicles how to operate their cars. I mean... Uh, I, I I knew that only because you mentioned it on another show, mm-hmm. but I didn't know you could do that. And I'm sure it's in the owner's manual, but people yep. don't read owner's manuals. They just don't. And uh, we need to get into the 21st century. Well, and it, it's not meant to be read. It's meant to be used as a reference, like a, yeah. a like an encyclopedia. You look in the back of the index, find what section you're having yeah. an issue with, go to that page, now, if read I, the short section. If, if I were to go door to door and ask everybody in a neighborhood uh, to show me the owner's manual to their car, uh, I'll bet you half the people can't find it. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know where it is. So it's just, it's, the, the, the digital, of, of, um, audio, I mean, this is a modern way to inform yep. people. And uh, I would say, uh, just off the top of my head, if I were an auto manufacturer, I'd come up with a voice recognition uh, that I could do in my car, I say, how do I turn on my air conditioning and radio without starting the car? And then give an answer. That's See, that's what people are looking for, the ease of educating themselves about how to use their car. Owner's manuals should be obsolete in, in today's world. Well, then, then there's my secret, which is YouTube, because pretty yeah. much the, the wonderful creators of YouTube Oh man! The the content creators have put everything that's in the owner's manual. Yeah, there's a short video on how to do it. Well, why don't that why, not only the, why don't the manufacturers have you. a YouTube in the car? I mean, you got a you know you, they could have a a Ford tube or a Toyota tube, and then you just say to the screen, "Please show me how to 
act, to actuate my accessories without starting the the car. And Bob, there's a there's a Ford well, tube that'll tell me how to do it. Toyota actually tried it one time, but yeah. what they did was they put the the owner's manual on a a DVD. But in DVD, order to access it, you had to bring DVDs, your computers to the next car. It was crazy. The DVDs yeah. don't exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the bottom to, line is that I they mean, need the, to reduce. The manufacturers are not staying current yeah. with the state-of-the-art technology. They are lagging behind, especially when it comes to educating their customers. What they're doing is they're turning their cars into extremely, you could say, efficient, versatile machines but they're also extremely complicated. So they're not furnishing the education to meet the machine that they're, they were so proud of yeah, with all these features and benefits. They're making it people, complicated. People don't know half of them. Yeah, they're making it complicated. They need to do something about that. Uh, people want to learn how to how to drive their cars. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mentioned earlier before about the Consumer Report and some of the features that we love and some we don't. Here, we're talking about these uh, tire pressure and so on. Many cars go a step beyond showing real-time pressure for each tire while you drive typically on the dashboard screen. So there you go. There's something else. That's of it. It's simple. We're not reinventing the wheel here. I mean, there's some great new features. They don't have to be complicated. The manual doesn't have to be complicated. It needs to be rewritten. It needs to be downsized. It needs to be burned, and they need to go to voice <laughs> recognition and a YouTube type of a device, which is 21st century. We don't want to encourage violence. You know, burn, okay, 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. I'm talking fast because we have a lot of phone calls. We are going to go to Henry. Henry. Oh, Henry's gone. How about Marty? We talked to Henry. Hey, we're going to talk to Marty. Marty's in West Palm Beach. Um, Mar- the other Marty, uh, hold on. He's in Tennessee, I think. Oh. Okay, good morning, Marty, from West Palm. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, <clears throat> this is a question I guess i got to ask Rick. My car is exactly three years old tomorrow, and the dynamic navigation, if you want to keep it, you got to give Toyota eight dollars a month. My question is, huh. which I'm not, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> does, does the navigation disappear, or is it just updated as of tomorrow, and that's it? It should be just updated as of tomorrow. Then it won't update anymore. Uh, <laughs> what model do you have? Uh, Camry XLE 2020. Okay. Do you have Apple CarPlay? Yes. Skip the Toyota navigation, let it collect dust, and use the Apple CarPlay. You'll find it's much more intuitive in the navigation system from Apple. The only thing it really costs you is the little bit of data that it's using while you're driving using it. And the best part is it also will show you traffic on the roads you're on, uh, such as orange or red lines, to tell you when traffic is heavy or stopping, and it will show you such things as crashes ahead, road debris ahead, and speed traps ahead. Okay. All it's right. head and shoulders Unfor- better. Unfortunately, or I should say fortunately, I don't need the navigation too much 
but this car it was all loaded up and it, and it was on there. Yep. So, uh, but I'm not going to pay Toyota obviously eight dollars a month for them to update. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. I, I wouldn't pay it. That's ridiculous. That, that no is way. absolutely stupid of Toyota to do something like yep. that. I mean, they're just they're embarrassing themselves because, as you say, Apple CarPlay, or you could just or could just take your iPhone and put on Google Maps, and 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 uh, I see a lot of people using that. So these these manufacturers, yeah, you run trying, Google Maps right through Apple CarPlay. Yeah, right. Or and Apple Maps, other, or Waze, or Waze. The other thing, huh. the other thing that annoys me is that for the navigation on the car itself, you're paying extra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean to begin with. Stupid. So to me, they should leave. You know, that should be on forever as long as you have the car. Of course. Yeah. Well, you're running. You're, you're using that equipment to run the CarPlay on. Well, okay. You just replaced the, the 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 software. Okay. And one other thing I wanted to tell you, I'll tell you fast. I went over to uh, Palm Beach Toyota. They had oh, a. They had a. Uh, it was either an XLE or an XSC hybrid, but it wasn't as loaded as I wanted. Between all their extras that they add on to it, it comes to $5,000 over the sticker. Oh. So they're still charging crazy prices. I mean, I told a guy, Earl, I hope you don't know. I, I hope uh, you're not mad that I used your name over there. Oh, but I told, him, I told him that. Earl Stewart is not charging anything extra, even though they don't, they, they don't have the car I want. You don't have the car I want. So why would I pay you $5,000 more? You still, they said, oh, well, we can get it for you in a month. I said, well, listen, it's BS. I said, uh, Stu Stewart, this car has been on order since March of 22, and, and Earl Stewart didn't get it yet. So I said, you're not going to get it either That's in right. a month. So... I said, I'm, I'm waiting for the 24s to come out. It hasn't been born yet. <laughs> no, do, no. Does, doesn't this just uh, uh, set your hair on fire? Market adjustment. Market yeah. adjustment fee. So you want a car? You're going to pay $5,000 more. You want a car? You're going to pay $10,000 more. Right, right. It's, a, it's just totally ridiculous, and it continues. Marty, you always have something interesting for us, especially how you travel from dealer to dealer. And you come up with all of this information that helps to make our show very interesting. And yeah, we thank well, you for that. I find it very interesting, too. You got a great show. And, uh, and for the people that are keep buying Mercedes, I told them they ought to buy Toyotas. Because, first of all, you can take even a Lexus. If you bring a Lexus into a Toyota dealership, it's, easy, it's cheaper to service it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people don't realize that just to buy a Mercedes, and they got a lot of problems, so. A lot of maintenance. Have a a good weekend, everybody. Thank you, Marty. Give us a call again, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Marty, who's calling us from Tennessee. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. Thank you for Um, your patience. Oh, sure, no problem. The reason I'm calling is we do have a 21 Highlander that we bought at, uh, at your place, which we really like, but we've since moved to Tennessee. We've been here about three months. So we needed a second car, so we went to a Toyota dealer here in Tennessee, and we found a RAV4 that we really liked and we were going to buy, and, and we sat down, negotiated, and so on, and there's not much negotiations. But anyway, 
Um, so we're going to buy it, and we we wanted to finance ten thousand dollars and um, pay down the rest, and they refused that. They told us that we had to put down the most we could put down was ten thousand dollars, and we had to finance the rest because they don't make enough money on ten thousand dollars financing. So um, we disagreed and agreed to walk out and leave. And we ended up, we, we had recalled that you had talked about a Nelson Mazda in Murfreesboro. Right. So we, uh, we went there. And we had a wonderful experience. Uh, they, they do charge a dock fee, but other than that, there's no other fees. Right. Um, there's no commission to the salespeople. So uh, there, there's nothing trying to upgrade you and so on and so forth. So we ended up going there. We bought our Mazda. We live 120 miles That's from great. them. They delivered the Mazda to us at no charge. Wow. And uh, it's been it's been a great experience. So, um, yes, thanks for your business. Hey, I was like, that's so good to hear. When we did these the shops yeah. up in Tennessee, and I was like, you know, we don't have many friends up there, so we don't know what the effect <laughs> of the report was. It's really good to hear that we helped someone out. That's fantastic. You really did. So we really appreciated it, and uh, we've got our Mazda, and um, hopefully we like it as much as we like our Toyota. Oh, I hope you do, too. That's fantastic. Thank you, mm-hmm. Marty. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks for sharing. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to our favorite person in Jupiter Farms, and that is Frank. Welcome. Look, good morning. You guys are so nice. Morning, Frank. Um, I guess when I don't feel good, I should call you guys. The, the, the accolades are, are well appreciated. But, um, i got to give you... Um, a praise report because of a couple of weeks ago I told you I'm, I was smelling gasoline near the back of my Mercedes Benz in 2012 E350 and you said you better get checked out and I, I actually listened to you as I hope all your listeners did <laughs> and we went down also to another place you re, re, um, recommended me to a while ago called Foreign Auto Service on US1 South you guys heading towards Blue Herring but then I think the road becomes Broadway. Right. I don't know. I mean, U.S. won't, but anyway. <clears throat> Very nice folks. They took the car on Monday morning, and um, by Wednesday I was able to get it. It was not one, but two fuel pumps um, wow. that are in that car under the back seat, made of plastic. I mean, German engineering sometimes mystifies me. <laughs> but um, they basically said from the heat we have down here that the plastic starts having some crack issues and it's not uncommon i mean there's 125,000 miles on the car and over 12 years sitting in the florida sun so um anyway they did it i mean it sent me back um nearly two thousand dollars but i go oh well and this is it's safe and i'm not going to be on channel tools on news fire. right <laughs> you're not going to be roasted yeah so yeah thank you for um recommending those folks and um and you guys have a great show, and it's nice to see that Stu's back and doing well. And it's good to be back. Did, was that? I think I might have missed that show. Was that uh, when you called in about the Mercedes? Yes, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's going in. And, and I did stop by your dealership yesterday. Um, I was in the area um, to see an eye doctor, and I said, oh, let me go. Get oh, a, we don't have any eye doctors at the dealership, though. You know, I found that out. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm sorry. Well, it was okay. At least I got a cup of coffee and you have so many people in there, and they all seem happy, and, and the bagels and the atmosphere. It's, it's really a very refreshing place to go. So. Oh, thanks, Frank. Mm-hmm. 
You all have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you, you too. next week. Or Call so. us next Saturday. Nice, nice to hear from you, Frank. 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, we have that mystery shopping report coming up, second half of the show. Um, and it is from uh, Savannah, Georgia, and uh, Agent Lightning did a great job. And, of course, uh, Stu, our uh, wonderful writer, uh, made it quite interesting, so you don't want to miss that. We're going to go to uh, Texing or Rick, uh, YouTube, you got... Uh, we got a couple here. Facebook. Okay. Um, let's see, the first one here from Kyle in Pennsylvania. He says, good morning. I just bought my fifth car from Earl Stewart Toyota. Thank you so much for the way you operate. Uh, Lionel is great. Question. I know dealers can mark up interest rates to increase their own profits. If the loan is through Southeast Toyota Finance, Toyota dealers aren't allowed to mark up those rates, are they? Also, how much does the Toyota dealer make off of using Toyota Finance as the lender? I'm not talking about other charges, just for originating the loan. And Sue, it's good to have you back. I hope your back is feeling better and you have some relief. Thank you very much. Well, we do mark up rates for the Southeast Toyota. They, they limit it. You're restricted. And uh, this is a reason you should always check with your bank or credit union first. Uh, just generally speaking, though, with with Toyota, and I'm not sure how prevalent it is with uh, other you know captive lenders, you know manufacturers lenders, on those special rates, the the ones that promoted the and those are not oh, marked special up. Rates, yeah, yeah. Right. and that on, on most vehicles that have any kind of financing incentives, those are special rates from Toyota, and those aren't marked up. Uh, they're the standard rates, um, and other banks um, will be will be marked up, and it's up to the dealer really to limit themselves to what that spread's going to be. Yeah. We do that. Um, we have a standard thing, and it's just a. It's a. But the um, some places there is no limit. They can add ten points to it. Hmm. Well, there's usually a, usually the lending institution has a limit. Sure. Uh, I mean, there was a time many years ago when uh, you could mark it up all the way. See, the legal interest rate max in Florida for uh, a new car is fourteen and a half percent. So. Uh, you know, there's no bank that I know of now that will allow you to charge 14% on a new car. But so they limit, we call it the spread. It can be 1%, 2%, or maybe as much as 3 but typically no more than 1% or 2%. Okay, and this one from Donovan. He says, Green Acres Nissan has been advertising lately, no payments for six months. How does that work? They can't be just extending out the loan first payment uh, for six, first payment day for six months from now, or can they? Well, well, I mean, if it's from if it's legit, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Nissan's uh, current incentives. If it's from Nissan, uh, that's just part of the incentive, and they're you know they're that's it's an incentive that's spread out, basically applied on the first six month loan. If it was not from the dealership, I'm not sure. Um, they're just basically they bake it into the price. Know, I mean, you're you're, you're paying, paying the interest uh, one way or the other. Uh, because they have a, a certain amount of profit they have to make or want to make. And uh, the uh, usually if you read the fine print on these interest things, they'll accumulate the interest, yeah. and you, you end Pay up right. paying it one way or the other. Ooh. And from Lightning351, good morning, guys. Earl, I keep hearing dealers are hiding inventory to keep prices high. 
Is this true? It's possible. I'm, I'm not that I know of, but uh, uh, I would uh, I, I would think that most of them, because the inventories are pretty low anyway, are showing the cars. So, you know, seeing the car, getting in the car, maybe driving the car isn't the same to sell it. So they probably wouldn't hide it yeah, in I, that sense. I think. Yeah, I think most dealers would rather have the deal the vehicles on the lot. Yeah. Um, now, I mean. You know, maybe they keep them in their parking garage or something, and out of the public eye to have the impression. But then they might have the ability to pull one that just suddenly became available. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually the, the other way around. They tell you they have the car, but they don't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't say we have the car, then hide it. But yeah. uh, and I, and they just, I'm sure they just rather have a a, yeah. a lot packed full of cars right now is what yeah. most dealers mm. would want. Makes sense. And from Steve Mags, here are the features I like that are in my car. Voice commands for temperature, radio, and phone. Heads-up display for speed and map data. Blind spot monitoring. Backup and 360-degree surround camera. Heated and ventilated seats. And I got to tell you, all of those are awesome. And by the way, the new BZ4X electric car that's coming, heated seats are one of the big features on that because it's easier to heat your seat than to heat the entire inside of the car. And in cold weather, it would use so much electricity from that battery that they try to limit it just to the heated seats rather than running the actual heater. I'll tell you one thing, on a cold day, and I have that heat, heat seater on, I, I like that better than that stifling feel of the, of the hot air. Yeah, yeah it's really a, a feeling in, of being uh, claustrophobic. Makes my uh, back feel good, too. <laughs> exactly. And talking about the back, I would love to see some improvements on the lumbar in mm. every car that I have driven in. And I've actually heard it, a heated steering wheel in cold weather. That's great. The heated steering wheel is a great feature to have. Uh-huh. So for manufacturers, if you're selling cars up north, think about these little things. Yep. And again, from Donovan, he says, Tesla has YouTube in the car on your screen with all of your features yeah, explained do. to you. They do, yeah. How to work your car. Well, I was talking about YouTube as being a uh, something to educate the owner of the car instead of the owner's penny. Well, I, I didn't mean literally YouTube. Uh, you know, YouTube is just a technological technique that you is amazing. It, just a tube. The manufacturer, yeah, the, the manufacturer should have their own YouTube, you know, Ford tube, Toyota tube, mm-hmm. you could call it what you want, but be able to say with voice recognition, uh, please show me, you know, where is my uh, turn signal? You know, where, I mean, you know, how do I, how do I adjust my, you know, you could just, anything that you can think of, you ask the car, and the car uh, will either give you a voice or maybe a, a video telling you if the car stopped it'll give you a video well the first time that i had to work on your car i'm up in the parking garage it was on the second floor and i'm looking at this car trying to figure out how do i even get into it and i pulled out my phone and youtube to learn how to open your door (laughs) and and how to get in and start the car so that i could even bring it down just to to fix its attire yeah it's (laughs) YouTube is my friend yeah. as an yeah. auto mechanic. Well, you know, Tesla's guilty of, uh, just like you said, uh, Rick's talking about my Tesla. But uh, when we first got our Tesla, 
I mean, it was. You know, I'm I mean, think, I'm 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 remembering the first. I sat in the car and I didn't know how yeah. to make it move. Yeah. Or yeah. how to turn it on. I went, yeah. So I did the same thing. As a matter of fact, resetting a maintenance light. Now, as, as at our dealership, we have all makes and models of cars coming in. Just to reset the maintenance light, I have young techs come to me all the time, and it, the first thing I do, if if it's Don't one Google. I'm familiar, pull out my phone, YouTube it real quick. Here you go, that's it. You know, and they look at me, they're like, well. I could have done that. It's like, yeah, well, that's yeah. this is your learning experience. That's exactly this is how right. you learn. And, but and uh, I'm at a point now where I think of that about seventy five percent of the time. Most of the time now. Wait, yeah, a long yeah. time ago, yeah. you didn't. No, you yeah. would call me and I'd say, "Well, did you Google it?" And you're like, yeah. "Ah, damn it!" Yeah, yeah. And, but now you, you just you, have to get in the habit. Yeah. I mean, Google is your friend. I mean, yeah. remember that. <laughs> uh, Stu, I think you qualify for a. Uh, Ride in the Tesla with your dad in the passenger seat, so That's you can all you can take and bring your legal seat. pad with you, or you could bring a recording device and you could learn these new words uh, that your dad uses yeah. now. Ha ha ha! Um, anyway, I, I see um, where you're going with that, and it'll be a long time before I get in the passenger seat with my dad. He has last time I was in the passenger seat with my dad, he was driving a much slower vehicle. It was only a V8. You haven't lived, uh, Rick. How did you like? You said you were in the Tesla, tried to get in the Tesla. How did you like the fact that you had to find out that you had to press yeah. on that handle to get to inside? Please. Because that's yeah. one of the new features in the consumer report that they talk about, and there are a lot of people who don't care for that feature. It, it seemed okay to me. I didn't mind it. You know, once I learned what I had to do to, to operate the vehicle, and even then when I got finished with it and took it for a drive down the block and back nice and gently did not want to mess up his score yeah uh, i thought it was a pretty cool I, car a, a lot of people a lot of consumers that i spoke to do have a problem with that repetitive movement and these are people that are you know 60 65 70 years old they have arthritis or, or whatever okay we beat that up enough we're going to talk to howard who's calling us from jupiter uh, good morning. Welcome. Uh, I hope you all are well. Thank you very much. And uh, <clears throat> here's a question I have. You probably never got this question before. Um, the original seat covers, the leather seat in my car, uh, if I want to replace them, does Toyota make it, and can it be installed by a Toyota dealer? Um, Howard, hey, it's Stu. Um Toyota doesn't do that directly, but through a Toyota dealership, um, most dealerships have relationships with, um, they call them trim shops and uh, leather installation companies, and you can replace the lever, leather on the seats. It's, it's pretty it's pretty reasonable. Um, I don't know what the prices are right now, but I know it's considerably less than the, um, uh, the you know, probably what you paid for the leather in the first place. Um, yeah, you can call around. I mean, we know people. Uh, if you want to call in, um, uh, we can put you, put you, point you in the right direction. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, one other question. Uh, Nissan uh, gives uh, zero uh, money down. At three years, you have to pay off the car. Do they do that? Do they jack up the price before they could they do that? Not the manufacturer. If that's a Nissan factory program, then, then it's, a, it's a legitimate deal. But if a dealer advertises, it's probably not. Yeah. Okay, but how do you know if it's a deal advertisement or if it's the uh, Nissan itself? 
Well, you have to you'd have to just ask. You'd have to go probably go online and you go to the um, manufacturer's website. Right. That's the, especially the local. Like if you go to just like local Nissan deals, and you'll find the actual manufacturers or their it, it'll come from their not their distribute distribution, but just their local uh, representation in the market, and it'll be the same for all dealers. Um, so, um, but if it's just one dealer doing it, it's chances are it's just something that he cooked up. Well, that, that actually is my question. If it's one dealer doing it, then it's uh, not legitimate. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, like I said, just apply all the same things that we've talked about on the show and ignore the yeah. ignore the advertisements, and then then you should be fine. But if it's if it's legit, um, I mean, if it's coming from the from the, from Nissan manufacturer, then it could be a good deal. Okay, good to know that. Welcome back, by the way. Thanks, Howard. We miss you. Come come by and visit sometime. I will. All right. I'm there all, I'm there all the time. <laughs> I know. I know. Bye. I haven't been there, though. Thank you, Howard. We love hearing from you. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I hope Stu has some anonymous feedback for us. We love hearing from... Yeah, I got uh, some texts, too. Um, we have one from Bob uh, for Earl. He says, good morning, Earl. In the past... Uh, you've explained everything you need to know about using Costco to purchase a new car. My question is, uh, do you have information about the Costco certified and pre-owned program, and how does it work? It's not as good as the new car program. Uh, they, uh, they require that you give a discount uh, from your regular price. And so if you do like we do uh, in my dealership, we, we have our lowest price on every car anyway. So I believe Costco requires that you lower your price by $1,000 from your asking price. So if we did that, then we wouldn't be genuine in our asking price being a fair price. So the dealers that uh, have max markups on all their cars so they can show a big markup, uh, a big markdown, I should say, the program works through them, but even then it's not as effective. The new car program is totally legit because with Costco new car program, you have to have the lowest price on every new car that you would sell the car, actually a lower price than you would sell the car to anybody else for. So that's real simple. That's a great deal on a new car. The used car program is a little wishy-washy. I mean, I, 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 I would rather go to a Costco dealer to buy a used car, but it's not nearly as advantageous to you as the new car program. All right. I'm going to jump over to um, some anonymous feedback. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get click the link on this, um, but I didn't have a subscription. But the, it's about, this is from, uh, it's anonymous, but it's from Roy in Denver, uh, Colorado. It's a, our story says, Tesla drivers balk at the plan. It seems that some Tesla drivers are concerned about allowing other drivers to use Tesla chargers. Um, blows a link, it's in the Wall Street Journal. Um, so I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, so Tesla is opening up their supercharger and their charging network to all electric vehicles. I think that's a condition of them getting um, the benefit of the tax credit um, from the government. <clears throat> so I guess the Tesla owners have had their own private network of chargers. And I guess as Tesla owners, I'd like to ask you, how, how do you feel about everybody moving in and getting access in your chargers? Makes you wait longer. That huh? was a yeah. big story last week in the automotive news yeah. on the supercharger and them opening up, you know, uh, the service to other, you know, uh, uh, car owners. Right. 
Now and you can use the Tesla at other charging uh, stations like uh, charge points and things like. You just have to use. There's a connector that. So you guys could have used the other ones as well. I think. Oh. Okay. Yeah, nice you don't thing, have to go to Tesla. The nice thing about Tesla and locating chargers is you have that in- information in your car's in. computer comes up on your display, and when you get low on charge, it tells you the nearest charger. It'll tell you the nearest supercharger and the regular charger, and it'll also show whether there's a weight or not. So the cool thing about it is, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're being conservative and you've got maybe a uh, a fourth of the charge left. You got plenty of time if you're on the road to find the nearest charger without a wait. And if you want a supercharger, which you would want, you can find the nearest supercharger without a wait. Pull in, get your charge, and go. It would be, you know, you, you, it'd be fewer available if everybody could use them. So I can see why the Tesla owners would be uh, against it. All right, well, we have a few um, actually uh, from Roy here, and I'd just like to kind of go through them. One, I don't know if it was acknowledged, uh, this might have occurred uh, after last week's show, that um, Sochiro Toyota, um, the grandfather of the grandson, wait, the grandfather of Akio passed away. He was the chairman of the board of Toyota. Yeah, yeah. And he was uh, instrumental in just uh, making Toyota what it is today, and that was a, we uh, rest in peace, Sochiro. Um, show everybody. Oh yeah, there they, they have a, an automotive news. They, yeah, they really, uh, they really uh, advertised well his legacy mm-hmm. and what an impact he had. Doctor Toyota. And amazing. Yeah, I think he, I think he actually flew a, uh, a fighter plane in World War Two. Was it a Japanese? But it was a Mitsubishi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a Toyota. Yeah. Um, also, Roy points out as. Brings us up in the last few weeks. Prices for used cars have been increasing, as measured by MMR. Any thoughts on why they the prices reversed uh, their direction and are now increasing? My thought is, like, like anything. Well, yeah, and there's there's going to be fluctuations. I think the 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 trend is still towards a, a price decrease with used cars. I don't think we've like uh, corrected as much from uh, where they went um, after the pandemic and the inventory stuff, but. Um, The the lease returns are a big factor because people are wising up to realize that they should exercise their purchase option on a lease, whereas before they were all going back to the dealers. Yeah, so that's still playing a part. But yeah, I think it's still going to fluctuate. We saw the same thing, Roy, um, in the auction. (laughs) For once we did, we actually made a little bit of money at at the auction instead of the, um, we've been bleeding out um, (laughs) for the last few months. It's just, that's business. Um, And... One other thing that's a little bit more concerning that, that Roy is sending in is uh, more auto payments are, are late exposing cracks in consumer credit. And um, <clears throat> car market is a, uh, is a bellwether. I mean, you can see trends happening um, before they, they go macro and you look at things at um, uh, second, uh, secondary finance banks, you see more repos, things going bad that shows an indicator of other things going on in the, in the economy. Um, doesn't feel like it, but that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, economy, feel, economy feels pretty good right now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Used cars have really been in the news a lot, and that spike. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about it, and uh, if you can believe it, um, I believe it's 33% increase. Uh, so, uh, buyer beware. Yeah. Uh, Stu, I think I have to interrupt you. We have a caller. Good. And. <laughs> He energizes uh, our studio. I know who this is. And everyone here I'm knows turning, I'm, I'm turning who my down. he is. <laughs> beep, beep. Roadrunner Steve. 
Welcome. Good morning, everybody. We got to get you a drum roll. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, were you talking about Costco before? When you buy a car from Costco, does Costco also order you? Uh, uh, you know, you get car insurance through them also. You can, and they have an excellent car insurance program. They have a excellent. They give you service discounts too. Uh, Steve, they've got a 15% discount on service uh, at Costco participating dealers. So it's a, uh, I have nothing nothing bad to say about Costco at all. Okay, and now we got a little car movie trivia for you. Oh I just found this out yesterday. Let me, let me pull Google up real quick. Vanishing Point. Everybody remembers that? The 70 Dodge Challenger? Vanishing mm. Point. No. Yeah. Vaguely. Vaguely, how old are you? Rick and I are early 54. <laughs> oh, well, okay, that's one of the top car movies around. Okay, Chrysler wanted the Dodge Jonathan. Challenger in this movie. They had five of them, but the deal was they couldn't really destroy them because Chrysler wanted them cars back. In the final scene where Kowalski is driving that white 70 Challenger into the bulldozer, that car is taken away, and they use a white Camaro. Oh, no. Because they did not want to destroy those challenges. <laughs> yeah, and who cares about those Camaros? That's great trivia. Yeah. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> I just found this out. Vanishing Point. The, the movie is Vanishing shot. Point, Steve? Yes. Okay. I'm going to look that so up. The Challenger yeah, vanished into a Camaro. <laughs> yes, well, and the Challenger was towing the Camaro on a long chain, like uh, you would hook up something like uh, on a Jeep to get that Camaro up to speed. Then the chain was let go, and the Camaro just went flying into the bulldozer <laughs> and blew up in flames. Everybody oh, thought Kowalski was dead, and the Challenger was ruined. But Chrysler made it a point they want those five cars back. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know that? that? I just found this out yesterday. <laughs> That's so cool. On YouTube. I'm gonna on watch YouTube. On YouTube, exactly. There you go. Our collective brain. All right, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Have a good, safe weekend. Talk to you soon. Always Thank nice you. to hear from you. Always nice to hear Thank from you. your Roadrunner, Steve. Have God bless you. Have a great weekend. Hey, you want to? Uh, we. Uh, I'm going to take a moment to, you know, share some uh, information with you. That's it, 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 it's serious, but it's a little funny. And that's about the catalytic um, converter, uh, and and the theft of it, and uh, a little play on words. Uh, this might give you a hint. That's the worst. W. RST. Uh, not even the 27 foot long hot dog is safe. <laughs> anyway, bear with me. Anyway, the 27-foot-long 20, hot dog is not even safe uh, from the uh, catalytic converter thieves. Uh, they vandalized so the Wienermobile. The Oscar, really? the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was victimized by thieves <laughs> in Las Vegas this month. Oh. A giant frankfurter was parked outside the hotel of the strip when someone cut the catalytic converter out from under the bun 
I would have. If you could those believe that. Villains. I'd want to hang out with those thieves that night in Vegas. <laughs> That's it. Enough is enough. What a heist. <laughs> in Vegas. They're all probably dressed to the nines, and then they went to the casino afterwards and gambled their. Anyway. Those monsters. <laughs> I'm telling you. The if that isn't mobile. enough, I mean, is anything sacred? Oh, oh, God. Okay. That's a great story. <laughs> Do we have any time for Rick and for Stu? Um, I'm all caught up. I don't have any messages on any of my channels right now. Your Nano's feedback? Um, there's a lot of spam in there right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff I can't read on the... How do they get the accent? You mean? Rick? Uh, well, Johnny Z. Fradley is asking, how is the inventory doing at Earl Stewart Toyota? Um, it's uh, a little bit better. Um, we have a little bit more uh, vehicles on the ground, I'm going to say in the 60 to 70 car range. And that sounds great, but when you consider all the models and the typical amount, it's a very sparse uh, scattering. It's not exactly the, the pick. Nothing, nothing wrong with the vehicles, but you got to be very specific if you want to pick one of those. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think nationally there's um, I, f I think the uh, the days supply on dealer lots are are increasing. Um, not it's not a, a flood of vehicles, um, but I think we're on the tra trajectory that we talked about before. That as we get towards the end of the year, we're going to start see it normalizing more. Uh, used car inventories, um, cars are out there, um, but it's still really volatile and. They, they were going down, and now they're going up. <laughs> well, the, the day supply is bigger nationwide. For everything. Uh, for everything. So we're looking at 19, 20-day supply of cars, uh, which is uh, pretty good. I mean, I mean, it, typically it's 60. But I mean, when you consider it was zero uh, not too long ago. So it's, uh, the inventories are building back up. Okay. And from Kirk in West By God, Virginia. Yeah. A uh, little late with his comment here. I'm getting to it now. But uh, when he, we were talking about the interest rates, he says, always ask to see the buy rate mm -hmm. so that you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if they won't show it to you, move on. Well, that's great. I mean, you, you embarrass the, uh, the F&I manager uh, because most people don't even know what a buy rate yeah. is. But buy rate is, of course, what the dealer pays. And, uh, and that's what the uh, interest rate by the bank, and that's what the rate that you could get if you went directly to the bank. So uh, the dealer is right. simply uh, buying the rate at a lower figure, marking it up to make a profit. And they make more money financing the car than they do selling the car. Now, well, <coughs> maybe not today, but and back you, in the normal times. You can do it two ways, too. You, you can ask for the buy rate before you go into finance with the finance manager, or if you want to embarrass them. You ask them after they give you the interest rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they'll probably pretend like, I don't know what you mean. It's, it's probably the most likely the salesperson yeah, right. would probably say that. But. Exactly. Okay. And that's got us caught up on YouTube. Okay, yeah. folks. Um, I believe, uh, Earl, would you like to uh, start the mystery shopping report or you want to go to the automotive news? Well, no, I was just going to, I, I, here, here's one little tidbit of information that, it just got astounded me. I, I couldn't believe that the number one selling car in California, and that's you know the biggest volume state for, for vehicles, is the Tesla, the Tesla Three. I believe that. I mean, just hard to imagine. I mean, I mean more more than Camry, uh, more than uh, Rav Four, 
I mean, more than Corolla. Just hard to imagine if, you know, driving around Florida, I say, boy, there's a lot of, see a lot of Teslas. I got four friends in, in, uh, out there in Southern California all drive uh, Teslas. Yeah. I mean, uh, it almost makes me want to go to California just to see. To maybe. be among your people? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. And my, my other thing that I, I, I meant to say during the show on and off, we had a call earlier in the show about uh, brake repair. And every time I drive the, my Tesla, I, uh, I, I came uh, 15 miles, whatever it was, 20 miles from home to the radio studio. I never touched the brakes one time. I don't use my brakes. And uh, unless you've driven an electric car or a hybrid, you don't uh, you don't understand that. But it's it's just what do they call it, Rick? The uh, uh, the braking regenerative braking regenerative braking. So uh, it is. There's there's two things about it. First of all, you just don't use your brakes. The other thing is uh, the speed of a stop. Think about it. Your uh, accidents are in hundreds of a second. I mean, whether you hit a car, how hard you hit a car, everything is a tenth or a hundredth of a second. Now, you're driving along with your foot on the accelerator. Now, you see a car ahead of you pull out. If you have a normal car, you have to take your foot off the accelerator, move it over the brake, and then press the brake. Now, I'm not sure the time that would take, but it would be tenths of a second. Tenths of a second translate into hundreds of feet when you're going 60 miles an hour. So imagine how much safer, and I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen this advertised. Uh, you'd think that the electric car makers would be doing this. How much safer it is to brake just by taking your foot off the foot, right. off the accelerator. I mean, that's almost instantaneous. So, uh, it's it just, really uh, a neat, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was young, you, yeah, the radio control cars had his toys, and you'd squeeze the trigger, and the electric car would take off super fast. And as you it, as you take your finger off the trigger, it would break. That was the same thing, and it was a really neat mm-hmm. uh, way to, to do it. And it was your, your mm-hmm. instant braking that didn't use yeah. pressure on the wheels. So if you, if you haven't driven an electric vehicle, even if you don't want to buy one, that th- that feature there to me is worth owning one. I mean, from a safety standpoint, I would think the EV makers would be advertising it more, but they don't. So. And it takes a while to re-educate yourself yeah. when you are driving that electric vehicle, trust me, yeah. re-education. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to the Mystery Shopping Report. And as I always say, you are very important, um, and we love to hear from you. We want to hear what you think of the Mystery Shopping Report and your vote. And you can vote at 772-497-6530. And uh, Agent Lightning went back to uh, Savannah, Georgia, uh, where she uh, mystery shopped Kia. And uh, again, please vote at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. And that dealership is Kia Country of Savannah, Georgia. Agent Lightning hit the road again this week with Erlon Carr's first visit to historic Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. She'd been in Georgia before, but... Yeah, last week. Yeah, she was in Cummings last week, right? Was that? Last week she was in Cummings, Georgia, right? Yeah, I thought so, too. What makes this mission extra special is that Agent Lightning really needs a car and plan to actually buy a new Kia Telluride 
in Savannah. If successful, we get a rare glimpse inside the secretive going-ons inside a car dealership. It would really be cool to go with the F&I experience the whole thing if, if we could get her to do that. We, we need to do it ourselves. We've talked about this, but a lot of the hanky-panky in car dealerships happens in the finance and insurance department. We call it the box. You know, the, uh, the dealers call it the business office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's where the sneaky stuff goes on. So you actually have to go through the actual purchasing and financing process to get all that information. So we hoped this would happen. Okay, here's the report, speaking as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived at Kia Country of Savannah late in the day and began checking out the selection of Telegrides on the lot when I was greeted by a salesman named Brian. He asked if anyone was expecting me today. When I said no, he joyfully agreed to help me. He said they had a, uh, that they had just received several new 2023 Telegrides fresh off the truck, but in full transparency, they don't have the final window stickers yet. He also mentioned a market adjustment, which surprised me. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Brian explained that their prices have always fluctuated with the market and that all their cars have them, including the Telluride, which is one of the highest. Brian asked if I would like to go for a test drive. I said yes, and he went to get the keys to one of the specific test drive vehicles. We walked outside, found the vehicle. It had an MSRP of 40000 $405. It had an addendum for the Kia Plus package for $5,995. Can we just say $6,000? 6000 We had a nice test drive, and Brian went over all the features on the Telluride. Then we went back to the dealership and returned to his desk. When Brian collected my information, he asked if I would be financing the car, and if so, would I want to run my credit now? I declined to run my credit at the moment, but mentioned that I have great credit. Brian then handed me a sales sheet, which had a breakdown of the cost. The market value selling price was MSRP, 40405 which is, I don't know why they did that, because it's not the market value selling price. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't be marking it up, so they're, they're confused. <laughs> but they added the Kia Plus package for... Can we call it seven thousand, six thousand, nine ninety-five, <laughs> and a nine ninety-eight delivery fee? These are junk fees. Six ninety-eight dock fee, another wow. junk fee, and seventy-six dollars in taxable fees. The real price was forty-nine thousand seven hundred twelve, a whopping eight thousand seven hundred sixty-seven dollars over MSRP. That's a lot of money. Kia, why did Kia that country? <laughs> why did that Kia Plus package go up a thousand dollars? Yeah, that's what he said. I pointed to the Kia Plus package, remarked that the price had gone up on that between the test drive and now. It was now fifty nine ninety five, and now it was sixty nine ninety five. Brian said that was the Kia Plus package and a thousand dollar market adjustment. So and. got an answer for everything. Making them up as fast as you, as you ask the questions. When I asked Brian about the delivery fee, he explained that they choose expedited delivery. Now that's a whopper. Right. Uh, there's no well. I I'm not a Kia dealer, so I can't say for a fact, but I can't imagine well, that Kia that. would charge a dealer more money for a car because it was expedited delivery. That's got to be nonsense. Um, he says they get their cars right away, and the other dealers have to wait for them. That is, uh, well, I I won't use the term that I started to use because that would be bleeped. Well, maybe on the last show that we do, <laughs> right. on our farewell show, we'll just... Right. Um, this, uh, I, I googled Kia expedited delivery, which 
kind of sounds like an official yeah. key thing. There is Google doesn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, if the doctor Brian, Google doesn't know, Brian, no one Brian, knows. Brian, Brian. I well, googled it. It's official bolt. <laughs> excuse me. It's not our last show. <laughs> well, I've flown up uh, with the intention of actually buying a car uh, to drive back to Florida. I couldn't justify paying that much. You know, if I, going back to Kia for a minute, you know, the Kia is the quality of the car, and yeah. they've come way up in their JD Power surveys and the Consumer Reports. I mean, the Kia is really a good car now, and it's a shame that such a good car has such shabby dealers. That happens. When a car manufacturer comes into this country, they kind of grab the dealers that they can get, and the one and a lot of the dealers aren't really interested in in, in the new cars that come in. Hugo is an example, <laughs> and uh, but sometimes, like with Kia, uh, it's a quality car. They really build a good car. Now you have to deal with a low quality dealer and a high quality car, which is uh, too bad. Got some nice pictures of all the nonsense, the supplemental, uh, and the the worksheet here, which is, uh, uh, I always tell you that the worksheet means they don't want to be bound by what they're telling you. This is something that uh, is not a legal document, therefore uh, they don't mind giving you a copy of it. Sometimes they won't even give you a copy of the worksheet, but they'll never give you a copy of the official document, the vehicle buyer's order. So that's basically uh, what we have here. Uh, to me, the worst offense there was making up a story about expedited delivery. Uh, that's a flat lie. Yeah. So uh, use your judgment. And that's what I'm getting here. We mark marks the first one in on my side. Uh, lies and deception on price. He gives him a D minus. Uh, shameful. He said. I I'm, I agree with that. We've seen we've seen big markups like that, and we've seen lots of fees. I don't like it when I see. All those fees. Like, there's one thing if you have a 999 dock fee or whatever, and then you have a 999 dock fee and a 699 other junk fee, and they way try to cobble it together. That's an extra level of, of deception. Yeah. And then just the glibness. Um, how Mark, uh, and I wasn't there. I don't know if he sat there and scratched his head and sweated. <laughs> Maybe if we asked Agent Lightning what he looked like, but it looks like he came right back in and said, Hey, that's exp- expedited delivery. <laughs> that guy's smooth. And that, that, that also lowers their grade for me. So I'm going, I'm going to go with, with Mark and yeah. give him a D minus. You know, they, just a, a little aside there because we got some time, but uh, junk fees has become a really popular term. And it's interesting to see the media and uh, even the Federal Trade Commission, a lot of other people, going after travel, uh, you know, like uh, uh, hotel fees, uh, rental car fees. They don't want to go after the car dealers. It, you see more media expose of junk fees on everything but automobile dealers. And they're the, they invented the junk fee. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a shame that the power of the uh, auto dealer lobby is so, is so intense that the uh, regulators uh, won't, uh, in the media, won't come out because of the yeah, advertising yeah. they do. We have an expedited delivery here from Bob. He says, F, an F, I'm delivering this fast, expedited <laughs> delivery. <laughs> That's, uh, I, think that, I think that this might be the consensus that we're going we're to see. You have grades over there, Rick? I do. Um, well, this first one, I'm just going to read it right out. Johnny Z. Fraidley, I'm tired of giving Fs, so I'll give them a D, dash, dash, dash. Minus, minus, minus. Take it as you feel, folks. Uh, Tim Gilliland, 
from Arizona with a cactus emoji here. It's like their addendums have addendums. F. <laughs> their addendums do have addendums. That's actually what happened. I like that, yeah. That's a double Rocky, addendum. Rocky Blogatil says D for deception. Mark Anderson, Mark from St. Louis, D minus. Brian Sedlatko, Kia is one of the most stolen cars out there. My advice is don't buy one. Yeah, My grade that, yeah. is an F yeah. for all the markups. Yeah. Mark Ryan, F. And Negan, one, F, F, F. And Kirk in West by God, Virginia, Kia Country, 8,800 uh, junk fees, loosey goosey expeditions, and expedited delivery fees to boot. Is there a grade less than F minus? <laughs> I don't know. I have a big fat F over here mm. that just came in. A big fat F, unfortunately, junk fees and vehicle transactions is just as bad in real estate transactions. So, I, oh gosh, yeah. I remember the first time I bought a bought a house, you had to have a lawyer to go over the, uh, the stuff to eliminate all the junk fees. Amazing. Literally. <laughs> amazing. Just amazing. It's crazy if it's gonna to get to that with cars. I mean, if you think about it, you buy a house because it's so expensive and it's a very complicated can be complicated. Cars are now like what you know, fifty. What's the average MSRP now? The average transaction price? It's like close to fifty. Over Six. over, over fifty, uh, and you know it's conceivable. Yeah, higher, hundred thousand might be the thing, and then people start getting thirty-year loans yeah. <laughs> on these things. Well, from from my grade, I'm gonna say F. Uh, I just it's they played too many games. No, I, 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 I would recommend walk away from them. I don't blame you. You know, I, uh, Earl, what, what's your grade? Uh, you go first. Mm. I don't think that's a good idea, but I'll take it. Okay, last week, last week we were at Chatham Parkway Toyota in Savannah, Georgia, where there was a market adjustment over $3,000. Why? Market adjustment, market adjustment. I hear so much about market adjustment. You know, another way to take advantage of the consumer. Expedite delivery, please. I can't even get a pizza expedited. <laughs> Let me tell you what. DoorDash. You probably could for $698 <laughs> if you called them. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I, I thought all these people in, in Georgia were really happy and wonderful and didn't wouldn't even think of taking advantage of of anybody i i i i hate to do it again but i got to give them an f market adjustment i mean and and expedited delivery and plus packages and it's just a bunch of bull i give them an f you know before i get my grade i i i i should say this more often when we do a, a shop mystery shop you remember when you go into a car dealership, uh, you're dealing with one salesperson, and then you might deal with one manager. Uh, a medium-sized dealership probably has 15 or 20 salespeople. A lot of sales, you know, larger dealers have 50, 60 salespeople. And when you go in there, one chance out of 60, or one chance out of 25, and there's always a rotten apple in the barrel. I mean, I, I, maybe not always, but often. There's a, a rotten apple. So uh, I, I sometimes feel bad for uh, dealerships 
Uh, they have a rotten apple, and uh, Agent Lightning happens to end up with a rotten apple, and it makes the whole dealership. Well, that's, she that's runs true. Into, I she mean, runs into a lot of rotten apples. You had a bad apples. experience at, at a restaurant <laughs> uh, or, or a retail store. Uh, you know, you you blame the whole store. You just don't go back. You know, one one bad waiter in a restaurant can keep you away from going back to that restaurant ever. So. Uh, I'm going to give them an F. I'm going to give uh, uh, the Kia. It's a long so, time since you've done that. I'm I'm given, I haven't you. given F a long I, time, I, but I, 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 I have a twinge of guilt I because, can. you know, it, it could be the it could be a C plus average dealership, and we're giving F because this one salesman was really a bad guy. I mean, he's a liar, and uh, that he could be the only rotten apple in the barrel. Could be. So the message to the to the listeners and the watchers to this show is, um, don't be afraid to switch uh, salespeople. You go in and you don't like the experience. Yeah. Ask to speak to another salesperson, or better yet, ask to speak to the manager. If you talk to two or three people uh, and it's still a rotten experience, and you got yourself a rotten egg. But sometimes it's just the one rotten apple that you're dealing with. Right. Now I figured out what I confused everybody earlier. We were in Savannah last week. I wouldn't hear us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to Cummings last week. No, that's so. what Nancy said. I, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and what about Thaddeus? Uh, was he a rotten peach? Everybody's talking about rotten apples here. <laughs> we got rotten peaches in I like that, yeah. Savannah, Georgia. It's and, not right. And we can't go back. Well, maybe we can, but it's a, I hate. If that happened locally, we're within the immediate range of Agent Lightning. We'd go back and give them another chance. Right. So, but anyway, I'm going to go F anyway. I'm not going to. Plus, you know, I, they're so far away. What are they going to do to you? Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're really, uh, we're very fortunate that we have Agent Lightning who does such a great job in travels. I mean, how many different places has she been to, Stu? Tennessee. She's the entire, to like every place east of the Mississippi, pretty much. <laughs> and you dealers listening out there, uh, uh, listening about uh, my comments about rotten apples in the barrel, everybody has. We have rotten apples in our barrel at our dealership, and uh, we shop ourselves. We try to find out. Uh, we, we send in mystery shoppers to shop our own dealership to find out if we have problems. And uh, there's no such thing as a perfect dealership. You're always going to have somebody it's slip pe- through. It's the, just people, yeah. yeah. It's, it's natural, and that's what happens exactly. in any organization. And, and the real demon behind all this is a compensation plan. Uh, I like to think we have fewer rotten apples because we don't pay a commission. But when you're paying a salesperson 25% of as much profit as he can make off that customer, he's Re- going to try to make a lot It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's, not, it's not designed for the consumer, that's exactly. for sure. You know, in, uh, back in uh, the um, automotive news, uh, Stu mentioned earlier about the superchargers. I want to tell you what I got to say again, like I did last week, is Elon Musk a genius or what? I mean, opening these oh, super. <laughs> you decline to no, I agree. Just said what? Huh? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you heard me. Anyway, is he a genius or what to open up these superchargers? I mean, what an amazing move on his part. And uh, these electric vehicles are becoming more affordable. Um, he, you know, he's, he's making it more affordable for the consumer. And uh, they're here. It's now. And uh, we are moving forward. Rick? I just happened to look online uh, just for a few moments. There are Tesla Model 3s available right now 
uh, Miami, Orlando, Tampa area. You might have to drive for a couple hours to get one, but with the tax credit, the $7,500 tax credit, they're selling for about $32,000. Is that amazing? And that's that's actually cheaper. We just had the new uh, GR Corolla, the little race car Corolla, uh, came to the shop yesterday. And the sticker 50, price 50, on it is $38,000. And the price that they quote wow. is the price you pay because Tesla dealers are not dealers. It's a manufacturer, and they don't mark it up. So 32000 means 32000 Add to cart and check out. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you're going to pay sales tax. And uh, the then they also there was the, uh, I think it was two fifty for the uh, wall charger for your home. And like four four twenty five. I think it was for the mobile charger, but Not other than that, I mean, I mean, you could have one of these cars. Are you going to be showing up? Absolutely. Are you showing up next week in a yeah. Tesla? No. <laughs> he wouldn't no. give up that F-150. One, one car payment <laughs> for at a time for our household. <laughs> That's for sure. Folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us this uh, Saturday morning. Uh, we certainly enjoy your company. You are an important part of the show. We look forward to talking to you and getting information from you. And uh, we want you to have a wonderful weekend and be right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m.